When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, EA Sports. It's not in the game? Be tuned. Season 3, episode 42 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Wednesday afternoon? I am actually doing decent. Oh. Yeah, I, you know, throughout the day, started off good. Went to Tim Hortons, person in front of me, paid for my, my meal. Like, oh, oh that's, that's, hey. really, that's really nice of them. And then I got stuck in like 25 minutes of traffic afterwards, so the universe evened itself out. So I've just been kind of, you know, an, an up and down day but you know th- that range of emotions just shows that you're truly living how are you i am doing okay i'm tired today because uh started back at the old workplace I used to work at panera bread for three years uh yeah three years and had to go back because uh you know no one's given giving the old guy a call so everyone's too afraid of our just legitimate skills that, exactly that you know they they, they feel like like if, if we're gonna sign one of course we gotta sign both because they're the best so we, we can't afford that package deal mm-hmm. and so as kurt warner said or not actually kurt warner <laughs> but as said in the american underdog you got to do what you have to do until you can do what you love to do so how, how was that movie so i've seen it awesome is that really good yeah i loved it and it's it's a lot more about his relationship with his wife now, obviously, and kind of overcoming what he had to go through. And it was really weird because I didn't realize how old Kurt Warner started his career. Mm-hmm. Um, like 30, wasn't he? 28. And even in the movie, like after the movie, I didn't really realize how long it was because it went pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Like you saw a little bit of his college career and then there was like some struggles and stuff, but that was maybe a third of the movie and then he was back making it big time. And so I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe three, four years. No, it was like a solid six, seven years. Yeah, it's, it's, it really is a, a pretty crazy story, but it it just, it really is a great perseverance, uh, work, work hard until you achieve what you want type of story. Absolutely. So going back on track with the Panera Bread thing, um, first day back, had to wake up at 6 a.m., and it's been it's been since high school since I've done that. So that wasn't very fun. But I did try at launch the new salad they have, the citrus Asian crunch salad with chicken. It's pretty Sounds fire. Terrible. It's pretty fire. It was it was lettuce, uh, edamame, um, crispy carrots, you know, like crispy onions. Mm-hmm. Except they're carrots. Okay. And then they had chicken and then like kind of like an orange chicken sauce. And then a little bit of teriyaki. It's pretty good. There was so no. Did it, it have did it have like a sweet fruity type taste at all to it? Uh, it wasn't like fruity, but like you've tried orange chicken before, yeah. Yeah. It, so it was like, like that. that. Like okay. there's a little bit of sweetness, okay. but it's not like fruity. Okay, then, then that might be okay because like 
I, I know people that like, oh, here, let me add strawberries and cherries to your salad. Like, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I want my salad to be my salad and, and my fruit to be my fruit. Like I don't, the I don't, Fuji apple salad with chicken? Ew, that sounds <laughs> gross. It's got apples, um, I, I think tomatoes. I, I don't want to hear anymore. I, that's, that's all I need to hear. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not a big salad guy in the first place, but when I was doing my training, I saw that and I'm like, oh, I really like orange chicken. So let's try that. You know, it's I don't, good. and I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I don't think anyone's ever looked at me and said, oh, he's probably a salad guy. So I'm also not a salad well, guy. Well, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, by the way, this is not sponsored. If Panera wants to sponsor the show. Oh, I thought you can. meant like, like sponsored by salad, but they definitely not sponsored by salad. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not sponsored by salad. That's for sure. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about what we got on the old docket today for the Bolts broadcast. We got three college prospects that'll join Tampa here soon. Uh, Going to do a little game review and preview. And breaking news, we have three games to preview for the first time in a month and a half, two months. Feels like six seasons. It's been forever. And then after the commercial break, going to be talking about some news around the league. And then also going to be talking a little bit about the KHL and EA Sports and some of their decisions they made with NHL 22. And then if we have time, depending on how the show goes, we might dive back into the uh, TikTok reactions that Chase was doing on last episode because we did the forwards. We have not done defense or goalie. So if we have time, we'll do that. If not, we'll leave that for next episode. So let's start off, Chase. Three college prospects to join Tampa. Yeah, so this isn't necessarily you know anything that's like guaranteed but it sounds like it you know they should be signing here you know maybe in the next month or so more likely than not uh, you know they're at the point where they're ready to turn pro some guys are just you know aging out of college some guys are just ready to turn pro um you know odds are these guys will sign an nhl deal that takes effect next season and then sign an american league deal like american ato um in the meantime so first it, it's uh Cole Gutman, you know, sixth round pick of the Tampa Lightning in 2017. Uh, you know, he, he'll he'll be leaving college. Hopefully, we'll see him. Um, you know, come from the University of Denver, step right up into uh, Syracuse Crunch. You know, maybe help him out for a playoff push. Uh, it, you know, a pretty decent player. Um, you know, he. I, I'm trying to find his exact um, totals. Okay, so it's 131 NCAA games with 50 goals and 112 points. Uh, you know, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, it's, it's, it's something that, that could be a good, you know, influx of talent into the, to the system. Won't be like a superstar NHLer by any means, but he could be someone that goes, you know, does well in the American league and then eventually finds himself as an NHLer. Next up, Sammy Walker. You know, I've talked about Sammy Walker before. He's one of the better players in Tampa system. Um, yet again, it's not, it's not a prospect system. that's full of elite prospects, like top end guys, but another, another player who, Really has a chance to become a solid pro, a seventh-round pick in 2017, playing at the University of Minnesota, captain of the team. Um, so over 139 games, 47 goals, 111 points, uh, put up 26 points to 34 games so far this year. A smaller dude, but he is um, definitely someone who's going to do well in the American League, I think. I don't know how well he'll do in, in, in the NHL. I think he could be... You know, a name we remember is like 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 Corey Conacher. Uh, you know, he, when he started coming up with Tampa, and I think he could be, you know, has the potential to be, be a better player than that. But someone who is a very good AHLer and fringe NHLer, it's kind of what I see in Sammy Walker's future. And then finally, uh, Nick Perbix. He, uh, you know, just come, coming off of off of an, an Olympic um, bout. I guess I don't know how else I, I want to phrase that. 
But he, you know, he, he's, he's a big boy, 6'4", 200 pounds, sixth-round pick from the 2017 draft. That 2017 draft ends up looking out pretty good with these late-round picks for the Lightning. Uh, spent some time at St. Cloud State. He, um, this year, 27 points for 26 games, a total of 85 points to 130 in his college career. Uh, he's someone that I think has probably, you know, one of the better chances of all the, all the Tampa Lightning prospects to be a, like a, stick around NHL or be a really good, you know, bottom 4D pair uh, type guy. Maybe he can score you some points, be, be a decent PK type guy, you know, give you 15 to 18 minutes a night. But yet again, going to go uh, to Syracuse, finish out the season here, probably be there next year too. But it's, it's three guys that are definitely solid players that could come in and, you know, really help out the crunch and maybe fight for an NHL spot here in a year or two. Three names to keep an eye out for. Uh, we'll let you know if they get their big boy club debut uh, anytime soon, but I really love this time of year when we start seeing the younger guys start to fill into the NHL. Um, so that's a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to that really taking place across the whole league, not just with Tampa. But uh, let's look at our past game on Tuesday, March 1st. This is between the Ottawa Senators and the Tampa Bay Lightning, of course. And this was a good win, and it pushes us to a five-game win streak back atop the Atlantic Division, only one point ahead of Florida. Um, but they do have a game played, so we're okay there. Brian Elliott did not get the shutout because he didn't start the game, unfortunately. If he did start the game, it would have been a shutout like I predicted. Oh. I'm just going to say Brian Elliott better than Andre Vasilevsky. Oh. But, uh, no, uh, of, of course, uh, good win. It's, it's yet again, a, a game where... You don't need to go out there and play perfect hockey. You just got to be the better team, which, you know, Tampa overall was obviously winning the game 5-2. to two. Didn't have to take a lot of shots. Only put 22 on net. But the team in front of, um, you know, just like the team that Ottawa puts on the ice, I guess is how I should word it. It's not a very strong roster. They're really going through a kind of rebuilding, retooling type phase. So this outcome isn't too much of a surprise again. But Tampa, you know, good good retooling game. Hopefully, um, you know, Brain Point can continue off of this four-point effort and, you know, maybe get on a hot stretch here, help us move up the standings a little bit and get a better spot in the playoffs. Yeah, and we talked about Matt Murray coming into this game and how he's actually been better than what we thought. Well, he comes into this game gets absolutely torched. So uh, there's the Matt Murray we all know and love. <laughs> he's he's such an incon- inconsistent player, like, across yeah. his career. He is. There's been times where he looks like a, a top-five goalie, and then there's times where, obviously, he gets placed on waivers. So it's crazy. Uh, let's move on to March 3rd, the Thursday night game between Tampa and Pittsburgh. Um, this game will be taking place on the day of release for this episode. So if you aren't listening on day of release, go ahead and skip past this part. But it's between the Tampa Bay Lightning and Pittsburgh Penguins. Our last game at home until we've got a couple of games back-to-back on the road. So let's talk about this one. What do we expect from the Pittsburgh Penguins? Right now, season series is one to one. This is to take the cake. It's a three game series this year. Uh, the the road team has won both times. Funny enough, so could there be a trend here? Uh, Tampa is the home team. Good Pittsburgh end up winning. You know, I can really see this game going either way. But I picked the Lightning a lot more than I picked the opposing teams for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the Pittsburgh Penguins in this one. I'm going to say, you know, let's, let's keep the trend going. First game was 6-2, second game was 5-1. This one will unfortunately be 4 nothing. Keep the four-goal lead going with, with the total goals decreasing in the game. I don't know. Just just feels like destiny to me. Surprisingly enough, neither neither of the two games we played already have been close. 
Yeah. These, these are two good teams that I expect to play close, but not been the case. I think the, the real difference maker is going to see if we go against Tristan Jari or Casey DeSmith. Like, if it's Jari, it's going to be a good competition, going to be a good game. If it's Casey DeSmith, I think it could be a blowout. Right now, it's Louis Domingue listed as the backup, so maybe maybe DeSmith's Ooh. hurt on IR, so um, maybe we only well, see Jari. even better. Because I don't, I don't know. Louis, Louis Domingue, 1-0-0, 0.99, Best numbers in the league. No, not worried about it. Um, I know looking at some Pittsburgh fan accounts and stuff, they're always talking about how goaltending and backup goaltending specifically is their biggest need going into the trade deadline. So if we see Jari, it'll be a good game. If not, it'll be a blowout. So. Agreed. All right, let's now move on to the Red Wings game. This is on Friday. We got a little back to back, and we've got the Detroit Red Wings. Now, the Red Wings team is interesting to say the least. They've been pretty hot recently. They had the big game against Toronto, uh, which they lost, but they still put up seven. They had a good game against Carolina last night, in which Lucas Raymond put in the overtime winner. This is a team that could give the give the Tampa Bay Lightning a little bit of a scare. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen them since game number one of the year, and that was that wild 7-6 to six overtime win where the Red Wings had a, uh, a big lead. I want to say it was three, maybe four goals in the third period. Um, but that game was absolutely bananas. It was a fun way to start the year. It was a good comeback win for the Lightning. Uh, it, it is a really good young team that is really building for the future, but is finding some success right now, you know. Uh, favorite for the rookie of the year, maybe should even get Norris votes more outsider. Uh, I've talked about this kid before. It's just unbelievable what he's doing. Yeah, it's Travis Seagrass. No, it's not. <laughs> um, it's it, it's really incredible to see what this kid's doing at 20 years old. Being a defenseman, transitioning to the NHL, not an easy thing to do, especially when you're more of a two-way type guy, not just strictly an offensive guy where they're going to let him make mis- a ton of mistakes offensively. His game is predicated on him being sound defensively while being productive offensively too. And he's doing it to a tease. He's playing great. So he's going to play a lot of minutes. He's going to be hard to go against. But we have the star power. We have the better defense. We have the better goaltending. I, I have a hard time seeing Tampa not win this one and really, you know, set up some some fun because we play him in about a five-week stretch three times. So, you know, maybe we can set a good pace in this game, set a good tone, and have a fun last two games against them. Yeah, I think that Detroit's going to show some fight like they have all season, but it's just, I it's going to be a Tampa win. Like, yeah. the goaltending is just not good enough for Detroit right now, and obviously our players are going to be able to expose that, whereas Andre Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league, and even if there's some fight from the young guys, Sider, Raymond, and even throw in the captain, Dylan Larkin, it's not going to be enough to outduel what Tampa's got planned. Yeah, and, you know, it really is crazy. Lucas Raymond, got to talk about him too, even though he slowed down scoring. 43 points for 54 games as a 19-year-old in the NHL is just silly. And then conversely, Mord Sider having 40 points as a 20-year-old defenseman for 54 games. Like, it's it's just it's it's ridiculous. Uh, it's it's really going to be fun to watch those players, you know, play against some elite competition because they, they seem to both step up against those types of teams. So it's, it's really going to be a fun game. I'm looking super forward to this one. Absolutely. And then on Saturday, no, Sunday, excuse me, March 6th, this is in Chicago, Tampa versus the Blackhawks. Uh, I'm just going to give it straight up to Tampa. The Blackhawks are 3-6-1 and one in their last 10. They've been struggling a bit. So give me Tampa 5-2. to two. we got three games, four days here. It's a lot of hockey to be played. We're going to be tired. 
but it ain't going to matter. No. Tampa is just going to mollywop his Blackhawks by five goals, six to one win. It's going to be fun. That's all I got. I don't have much more analysis than that. The, the Blackhawks are just are terrible. And who knows? Maybe, maybe we see, uh, you know, the old goaltender getting shipped out, Mark Andre Fleury. I mean, he, he's bound to, I, I should say he's owed the opportunity to go somewhere else and, and help them win because mm-hmm. it's obviously not going to be in Chicago because the rest of the team around him is terrible. Right. So who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe he's gone by the time we see him Sunday. Unlikely, but maybe. And the best part is Chicago is actually worse at home than they are on the road. And so we get them at home. And oh, I, I love I love those when teams like that. It's so funny. Yeah, so we'll just pile on top of their unfortunate circumstances right now. But that's going to do it for our game previews. Before, we're gonna, before we move on, just looking at stats. So Mark andre Fleury's got 16 wins, and four of them are shut, shutouts. That shows you how much he's carrying his team to wins when literally a quarter of your wins are shutouts. Yeah. That, that's crazy. All right, continue. Sorry. Uh, I'm just going to say, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Be right Ooh. back. The latest offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team to get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope and why. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. If you have any sports betting needs, make sure to go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase. Well, we got a promotion. Um, full-time general manager Kyle Davidson is the new title. Yeah, so uh, Kyle Davidson was made the interim GM in Chicago after Stan Bowman had to step down for obvious reasons. And after, you know, a, a lengthy interview process going through a lot of candidates, they decided that he's their man. They want to keep him around, give him the full-time job. Um, you know, not that surprising. The guy's already in the role. And, you know, you feel better about him, you know, having his hands-on experience than someone else who might not have the direct experience. So I, I get it. Don't really feel either way against this one. Um, you know, Chicago's a train wreck. They've embarrassed themselves. They got to try to rebuild their reputation and prove that they're not the team that's been covering shit up for the last ten to fifteen years. And you know, maybe this is the guy that that, that can be that for them. I don't know. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the KHL now. A lot of stuff happening. Obviously, we know what's going on between Russia and Ukraine. So, what is happening with Russia's local league? So, uh, we we got a bit of a problem, uh, or at least the KHL does. Uh, Helsinki Okrit. And Dynamo Riga, that is, uh, Jokerit is the Finnish team, and then um, Dynamo is the Latvian team, have decided that 
they will be pulling out of the KHL and um, moving on to like a um, what's it called? Like moving on to whatever you know season that might whatever team that might be next year, whatever league, because obviously they're they're disagreeing with what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, they disagree with the politics and everything. So they're going to leave the league and explore their options for next season, and that's that's not good for the league. You know, Riga's having a tough year this year. They're they, they they've had some competitive teams in the past, but they've had a tough year this year. Um, and you know, Yoker, it's kind of like a, a, I don't want to know if I want to say call them a powerhouse, but they kind of are. At the same time, they're one of the best teams in the league. You know, year in year out, they're they're, they're always in the, in the top towards the top of their division. Um, that that was a tough blow because that's a really big market. That was their first truly big international team outside of like Russia that they would get able to get the KHL. You know, they, they had teams in Belarus and and Kazakhstan and in Latvia and Ukraine, but you know, getting a Finnish team was was huge, especially with Jokerit being such a dynasty in the uh, Finnish league. So to have them pull out is. It's really tough. You're losing out on a lot of talent that's in, that you know was in the league. Same thing with with uh, Riga because that that's a very attractive place to go play. Latvia, I hear, is a beautiful country. Riga is one of the most beautiful cities in the world. And fun fact, uh, Latvia actually has the most beautiful people in the world mm-hmm. because of because of a crazy fact that the old dictator used to make their armies go around and capture people that they thought were attractive and bring them back to their country. So you know that's that's a whole wild story. But yeah, Jokerit's falling apart. A lot of guys have left. Um, the team's obviously obviously withdrawn, so they, they they were in the playoffs, but now they're not playing in the playoffs. It's just it's just a whole debacle. Um, it, it's really going to be something that we're, we're going to have to keep an eye on going forward. I, I don't know if they're going to try to replace these teams. If they're just going to play down a couple teams. I, I I don't know, but it's a really really big financial impact for the KHL, and then of course a talent impact as well. Yeah, definitely tough. Let's go from the KHL to the CH now, CHL now, as Canadian Junior Hockey League. Will announce, it said at 3 p.m., so it's probably been announced already, but announced that Russian and Belarusian 16 and 17 year old children would be banned from the upcoming draft. I have a very big problem with this one. I, I, I got to heavily disagree. You know, I understand that they're disagreeing with what's going on over, over there. Uh, a lot of people are, people in Russia are disagreeing with it, even. I, I understand that. But to penalize these kids, who have no say in the war that they, they're, they're not out there uh, in invading Ukraine. They're not, they're not doing these things. They're, they're just trying, trying to, you know, be kids, pursue a career in hockey. It's all they want to do to limit them from coming over to play in North America. That, that's just unfair to them. And it's really exactly what Russia wants. If you remember, you know, the WJC team only played a game or two, but they recruited or added only Russian based players. So if you were playing in North America, you were immediately, immediately not eligible for the roster. They didn't take any CHL guys. They didn't take any American League guys, any college guys. They didn't take anything like that. They only took guys in Russia because they want all their product to be in-house anyway. So this is this is what they wanted. This works out for them. This is this is a truly a positive for the country of Russia and, and their hockey and a big negative on the CHL and really these kids because, you know, you, you look at Matthew Mishkov. That kid has no business playing in the MHL. He's playing in the Russian Junior League. For what? For what reason? When he would be a top six player on almost every other KHL team, he gets to play three minutes a night when he's there because he's 16, 17 years old, and he gets to play in the junior league in the meantime. It, it, it makes no sense. These European teams kill development all the time of players. It's horrible in Russia. You had, you know, Vasily Podkolzin, after being a first-round pick, literally sitting through whole games, not seeing a shift because he's playing on stacked KHL teams. Like, they don't care about development of players. They just care about winning with, with who the current best player is. And even Mishkov is maybe one of the best players, but because he's young, he gets penalized and doesn't get viewed that way. So they kill the development of young players, 
And for, you know, the CHL to feed into that and just say we're not taking these players, you have to keep them on hand more, it's just bad for hockey. Yeah, and Dan Milstein, the one who announced this, he said he's Ukrainian-born and wants peace, but he doesn't believe banning teenagers for something they don't control is the answer, which um, you got to agree with. It's a tough situation, and I can see it from the CHL side, but at the same time, these kids aren't the ones that are doing like they're not doing anything they're just trying to follow their dreams and now that opportunity is somewhat stripped away with the chl banning them it's big time stripped away and ed milstein dan milstein is a very big name in hockey he is the ceo of gold star which is the biggest russian agency in hockey one of the biggest agencies in general if you go look at their list of clients it's a very long list of legitimate prominent players so he's got a strong voice it it just it it's it's just it, it's just so bad. It really it really frustrates me. I, I feel bad for these kids because they're like they're not doing anything to, to get this punishment. Uh, it just it, it really is a shame because I am all about the development of hockey. I'm I'm really someone that doesn't want politics to have impact on the game. I want the sport to be the sport. You know, I I always played the game as a way to get away from what was going on in the world. Like I, I could get away from school, get away from my personal life, and just worry about hockey for you know those two hours a day when I was at the rink and. I, I wish it could be that way, but right now it currently isn't. And unfortunately, some kids are going to be pun- punished, penalized because of it. Yeah, and speaking of Russian and Belarusian players being banned, we're having whole teams getting removed now by EA Sports as uh, they have announced Russia and Belarus national teams will no longer be in NHL 22. I, I think they said it would be about like two weeks to make sure they can get it all out of there, but it's coming very soon that those two teams are going to be gone. Yeah, I, I don't like, I, I understand how it all adds up because, you know, this is, I sh- we should have mentioned this as well. This is on top of the IIHF and FIFA banning, banning Russia and Belarus from international play while this is all going on. So that's kind of why they're doing it because, like, oh, they're not part of the IIHF anymore. So we're going to take them out. Like, like that, that's fine, but like, it better not have an impact on like the players or anything in the game because, yeah. like at the end of the day, you know a lot of these Russians are happy to be overplaying in America. They want to stay in America. They're going to retire and stay in America and and not go back over. And if if they, you know, even even if like how little impact a video game has on them, even something that little that that is causing them to get punished, it's just not fair. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do technically understand why it's happening. You know. Yeah, I like I get it. I just don't want this to be. I want EA going with that standpoint and not just being like, I don't know, just being a show, I guess. Because I I know there's people out there that are like no longer selling Russian vodka because they're against Russia and stuff. It's like you already paid for those bottles of vodka. Just sell them. Yeah. Just don't buy any more. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. I, I just, I feel like some of this is going a little bit overboard and by no means take that as a lack of support for the situation that's going on. Like, absolutely 100% support for Ukraine. Uh, They're going through a terrible situation right now, and we do not want war. We want nothing but peace. But I just feel like some people are, uh, I don't even know, virtue signaling, I guess. Maybe it could be said. I don't know. People are just going a little bit overboard because they're doing something that affects no one except themselves, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, before we move on, I'm just looking at 
kind of what the what the deal with Jokic is right now. Um, you know, a lot of these players like there's it's February. There's still seasons going on, and they want to keep playing. So I was looking to see what's going on. Some guys like a lot of North Americans are just coming home, but you know, all these Finns are, um, you know, uh, Pateri Lindbaum. Jeez, excuse me. He uh, he signed the Florida Panthers. He was someone who was over here in North America before. So um, you know, I, I'm not surprised that he signs an NHL deal. He's a decent player. But other than that, you know, we got guys going to Switzerland, Germany, and then a bunch of players that are heading to Finland. Um, you know, a couple guys going to HIFK, a couple guys going to Carpate, a couple guys going to Tapara. So, um, you know, they're, they're getting an influx of talent, some of these teams. That, that's, you know, that's very fortunate for them. And, and when a no, an unfortunate situation for these players and the Jokerit team becomes a fortunate situation for the other teams. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, off that now, Chase, let's go to hockey name of the day to end this one out. We'll put you back on the hot seat next episode but coming on down we've got daniel yakubitska hell yeah daniel yakubitska nailed it what a great name right yeah i love it beautiful so daniel is a five foot nine hundred sixty eight pound defenseman from austria small mm-hmm. small guy 25 years old currently playing in um the top austrian league seven points to 40 games playing for hc innsbruck um you know they're they're a fine team nothing special he's no Superstar by any means. He's played some international hockey for Austria. You know, um, it says, you know, he played in the Youth Olympic Games back in the day, which is a kind of fun tournament for um, young for young players that are happen to be eligible when, when the Youth Olympic Games do come around. Uh, played at the U-20s, played at the U-18s, but has never played at a World Championship, world championship since then. You know, perfectly fine player, but nobody that we're going to have our eyes on in the NHL. Yeah, unfortunate, because... When you nail a name like that, and it's a cool name, like you just want the best for him. Oh, yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. Chase, take us out with an outro. All right, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us on Patreon, support us over there. You know, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. If you are at it, follow WMP on Twitter, at WMP Sports Pod. This is WMP Sports Pod. Get all the content you need right there. Make sure you go to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Fit all the podcasts in the network there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever the same, go rate it five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Wherever you do, don't forget to use code THPN when you sign for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.